All information given in this episode is for educational purposes and should not be tried prior to consulting a licensed physician and or certified state or accrediting bodies. We encourage all listeners to research, talk, and make all inquiries to all of the important professionals and governing bodies before acting on any information heard on the Day Love It podcast. Any action taken by any listener is done by and under their own omission and action, whether conscious to the results, positive or not. To the Della Fit Podcast, 360 degrees of holistic fitness and health, all in one podcast. Welcome everybody to the Della Fit Podcast. Um, what can we say? Life happens at every turn. Life happens in every section and every point. Um, I just had the background that I used fall on my head while I was talking to our wonderful guest, uh, Tiffany Nguyen. Uh, and I hope I pronounced your name correctly, Tiffany. Yeah, it's Wynn, so that's, that's oh. good enough. I'm mess- it's messing up all over the place here, guys. All right, Tiffany Wynn. And uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, basically, I would say, overcoming and dealing with uh, stresses and life and things as they come, which as Tiffany has had the privilege of seeing today for me, it's just hitting me in every way possible <laughs> as it's hitting all of us. So my guest, Tiffany Nguyen, how are you today? Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm doing fabulous today. So I'm glad um, you're doing fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're having a case of Friday the 13th. Uh, you know what? It is Friday the 13th and boy, it's, it's kicking my butt right now. <laughs> 2020 version so don't get yourself shut a hard time that's right so tiffany first of all let's let's talk about um yourself uh where your health uh journey started and began so my journey uh focused much more on the uh mental and spiritual health uh instead of physical and uh, I'm lucky in that part since uh, I don't really have to worry too much on my physical fitness levels and I, I'm quite lazy, but I, <laughs> I have I a have good gene from my dad. So thank you. Thank you my parents for that. Um, but my mental and my spiritual health suffer quite a lot. Uh, ever, ever since I immigrated to the US alone at the age of 16, so that was the first time that I left my house and actually go anywhere, go outside of the country. And um, it was quite a shock though. For the first time you leave your house, you you know <laughs> went across the globe and away from everyone, away from friends and family and culture and everything. And also I didn't know anything about culture or English. <laughs> That's the worst part. Um, I came over, I think, I had like a crazy fast crash course on English and I just knew like a few words like basic, hello, goodbye. And uh, everything I know about American culture come from 
movies, Hollywood movie, and that is totally wrong. My idea was、um, everybody in the US was very friendly. Everything would work out fine. Everybody's just partying up in here. Nobody working just <laughs> studying because that's what happened in the movie. You know, nobody, right, right, nobody doing anything.、Um, But living life, so like yeah, it's gonna be great.、Uh, it was not great. <laughs> Came over, and、uh, I didn't understand anything. I, I had zero English, so that was very hard. And、um, I, one of my greatest fear is、uh, was loneliness. So if you can imagine, when I came over and I felt very isolated, even though I was staying with an aunt that I actually that was the, that was actually my first time seeing her too, because I never、mm-hmm. saw her when I grew up.、Um, so that was very just a lot of foreign thing, and I felt very isolated.、Um, it didn't help when I went to school and didn't understand the language, so that's、right. very hard.、Um, so that those those almost like my.、Uh, Dark night of the soul,、um, and then things got better.、Uh, I got into routine in school, and a few years later, and、uh, I moved to Florida because of the weather. I love the sunny. And,、um, where, and where were you living first, if if I can ask you? Yeah,、uh, I went to Colorado. I lived there for six years.、Um, very、Cold. beautiful state. Yeah. <laughs> But a bit too cold and too dry for you know where I came from, which is a tropical country.、Um, right. So that's why I moved to like the one state that doesn't snow, Florida, <laughs> so,、uh, which is good. And you know, I feel like my I was also a very hard worker and、uh, very determined to like making sure my life is almost、uh, like you know perfect, just like you know how society have like some kind of set standard. Um, so I was pursuing my doctorate degree in pharmacy, and I was in like a good, stable relationship, and、uh, everything seemed to be going right. And I just did not feel anything like that.、Um, I felt like I worked so hard, and I invested a lot of time and effort making sure every boxes are checked. And they they were, and、uh, I didn't feel any of the happiness. I still feel miserable, and I feel miserable for all feeling the the way that I felt, you know, because there was no reason to. So I feel quite guilty, but I cannot say to anybody,、um, and、uh, I cannot explain it either when I didn't know what I was missing and I didn't know why I was feeling this way. So it was very hard to say it. And、um, even with even with people that I'm close with,、uh, it was also hard to describe that feeling without coming off as、um, fake or you know like afraid of being judged.、Uh, so it's、um, I, so again, it's almost accumulated. You know, like the journey accumulated. I don't really have like a, like、um, something happened. You know, like、right. a crazy. Great, big accident happened or whatever, and you change up the word. It's not. It's more like an accumulation,、um, but it does change one day.、Um, and vulnerability is actually what opening it up.、Um, we were just、um, having. I was my well, good friend, best friend, and we were just lounging、um, around and relaxing after a big exam and gearing up for another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was just, you know,、uh, commenting how great my relationship was. How we we were all lovey dovey, and she wanted to have that kind of relationship.、Um, I was,、uh, I don't know what came over me. I must be very relaxed, but I was just、uh, passing off as like a comment, like, 
it wasn't that great. I mean, like, come mm-hmm. on, girl, like, it's not that great. And so she was like, why not? And it was that beautiful, vulnerable moment that you just really say, like, uh, I didn't feel that great. You know, like, I put a lot of work, a lot of time and effort there. It seems like a lot of work. And um, I was engaged at that time. So I was like, I'm not sure I want to, you know, uh, feeling that way for the rest of my life. It's kind of tiring. And, um, I, but I also don't want to say anything because I feel like I'm not, I wasn't good enough. So I feel like I had to keep putting the work in, you know, to earn it, to deserve whatever kind of good things. And well, let's go back just, just to stop you for a minute. Cause this, this uh-huh. is questions I want to ask you first. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you, um, why, what, what made you leave, uh, your country? What made you decide, you know, I mean, I mean, cause you left everything. As you mm-hmm. said, you know, to come here and first time, I, I can't imagine what that's like, you know, just to, to leave everything at such a young age to be with a, a relative that you don't really know. So what 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 was the reason for that? Uh, you know, it actually the reason is very common uh, is for higher education. It's very uh, prevalent in a developing country. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you... If your family have a good condition, uh, like uh, if your financial is not too bad and kind of like middle class, and uh, you're doing good academically, uh, mm-hmm. it's always well known that a higher education, especially abroad, like uh, from a developed country like Japan, Europe, or America, are always higher valuable and have much more uh, beneficial long for long term. So it's always like a goal or expectation that uh, family and school actually and society give you, um, especially for uh, people that do very well academically. It's almost it's almost like a expectation and uh, education over there is one of the most important and uh, there's a lot of pressure on it. So it's, uh, for me, it's more like an expectation. It's not about like, um, if I'm gonna go, it's about like when and where. And so that's just education. Did you pick where, um, where you wanted to go or did your parents pick? So there, I was having option between France and uh, the U.S. Uh, France okay. had a lot of good uh, sponsorship back then, um, but I was almost getting my high school diploma in France. So, but the U.S. Uh, the visa came before France, so yeah. it was it was the luck of the straw actually. So at that time, my uh, my family was thinking we don't have any relative in France. And right. my parents feel better when I came uh, to the U.S. and stay with an aunt instead of going to a completely foreign country. So, uh, so the, the decision was made, and I already got the visa to the U.S. So, like, all right, let's go to the U.S. Even though I don't know English, but yeah, that's great. Let's do it. <laughs> wow, I mean, that's first of all, that is a that's an incredible story in itself. I know you said that there wasn't an, an accumulation uh, or one big thing, but I mean, that's a a huge story in itself to leave everything that you know to go to another country and at a, such a young age I mean, you know amazing. i think it's really how you this is really what the mindset really is because okay. like when i grew up the expectation is always to study abroad for um 
past uh, for after high school degree. Uh, so it's always an expectation that after high school you're gonna go study uh, in some foreign country um, to get the, that great higher education that Vietnam doesn't have. Um, but so all of my friends have the same goal and same expectation. So the set of my, you know, the mindset when growing up was. This is normal. This is what I expected of me. This is great for me. This is the best thing that can happen for my future. Even right. though it's challenging, but that's what. Uh, if everybody can do it, then I can do it too. So it wasn't to think that wow, this is like a big shock or a big journey or anything kind of sacrifice like that. But it was just more like um, this is what expected of me, and this is what I should do. Um, so it's really, it's really have to do with. What you think about it and how you stand up to think about before you suddenly suddenly do something, even even if it's such a big move, and even at a young age when you have an understanding that it's not going to be easy. Even though you know, as a as a teenager, you you don't really understand that you right. <laughs> really don't understand anything. But um, it was it wasn't just just like a big start. Like you have to go now. It's more like this is uh, this is the normal. Uh, everybody doing it then. You know? That's just the way of life. It's just yeah. It's just the way of life. Yes. All right. So, you said something about you know as far as the relationship, um, and I and I and I think a lot of individuals can attest to that. You know, you say about checking boxes. Uh, you know, with check boxes off. When I'm 28, I'll be in this career. When I'm 30, I'll be married. Um, but you said you said something about the relationship. What? What was it that was already unfulfilling? It's not really anything like specifically. It's more about how I felt. Um, it wasn't. Uh, there was actually nothing wrong with the relationship. It was very. Um, the guy I was engaged with, he was actually a very good guy, very honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but also. Um, It was like when we're looking for somebody when we were young, we were more looking for like a few qualities that we'd really like. You know, I was looking for somebody that honest, somebody faithful, somebody uh, sweet, sensitive. But uh, he was all that, and so like, the relationship was uh, was good. I we never had any fight. Um, but it was also like um, I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel happiness. I feel like I put in. A lot of time and effort to keep relationship that way. Uh, it's like I have a role to play, and that would be like the perfect girlfriend I have to play. Um, so I guess it's like even though like we talk and we have a lot of uh, deep conversations, stuff like that, but it wasn't. Um, it didn't have that quite uh, really personal intimacy when you really became vulnerable. And really say everything that you want to say or feel hard to say. Uh, you didn't feel they didn't get that kind of understanding. Um, so looking back, you know, high side is always twenty twenty. It was that lack of intimacy and understanding um, that would make it not fulfilling. But at the time, I didn't know that. I would just right. feel. Um, Incomplete. I would just feel that I put in a lot of effort. Um, I didn't know what I was missing. I didn't know what I was looking for, and um, I was afraid to open up. I, I I don't want to be come off as like a brat or high-minded or demanding too much. So 
um, I had this perfectionist streak, so I'm like, everything was perfect. I cook, I work, I do everything. And it was exhausting. It was exhausting. It didn't feel like quite equal. It was uh, too much. Um, so Sounds like a lot of the reality wasn't in there, too. I mean, you know, uh, it, and ironically, starting with this interview, <laughs> you know, it, how the interview even started. Life uh, happens, as they say. Yeah, yeah, and when we, but if we need those kind of things to kind of figure out, um, sometimes it takes us to experience something to know that we don't want it. Hello, digital family. My name is Thorne and I'm part of the Delafit team. We certainly hope that you're enjoying the interview thus far and we'll be getting right back to it in just a few. I just wanted to let you all know that you can go to our website, www.delafitpodcast.com to learn more about us and our host on Moonbay. You should also follow us on social media for all the latest information on future guests, show topics, and all of 360 degrees of fitness and health tips and information. On Facebook and Twitter, we're at Delafit Podcast. And on Instagram, we're at DE underscore LA underscore Fib Podcast. Thank you and have a wonderfully fit and healthy day. You know, um, when we first started out, you know, like when society there was something and we in the decent relationship when there's nothing actually wrong going on, um, no any like glaring red flag or anything. Uh, we kind of, you know, feel that we should feel a certain way, but we just don't. And uh, we feel guilty that we don't feel happy. We don't feel satisfied. We are nothing satisfied for us. Uh, we feel that we're too much and then we feel we're guilty. And we feel we're not good enough. Right. And we feel like there's something wrong with us for not feeling the way uh, we should feel. Um, so that's how it was, and that's keep going on for like years. And so that's when, uh, go back to, uh, so the story when I was having with my friend, um, I was just telling her like, well, I feel like I wasn't good enough because I have to do all this because if I didn't do something like that, um, I, I guess I feel like my mask fell away that right. uh, people would see me that, not as great, not as perfect, not as um, not as easy to be with, and they don't want to be with me anymore. And that's just, you know, that's not, I'm not ready for that. Right. Yeah, that, that. I'm not ready for that. Uh, so, I, I, but also at the same time, I feel like that is too much work and that's really tiring. If I have to do this for the rest of my life, I don't really know. Um, What's some of the work? Tell us about the work, because you're talking about you put so much effort in. What, what's some of the effort? That you know, I think to be because of my perfectionist streak, so it feels like a lot of work, especially when you don't feel fulfilling, so it feels like work. But I think if you're passionate about something, then it doesn't feel like work. But right. I didn't know that. Um, so it was like first first time in life, right? Um, I was going to school at the same time. So uh, graduate program for pharmacy is very rigorous. We have like several exam and quizzes like every week and it's going mm -hmm. very fast and um so then a lot oh, of um a lot of time and effort just for my study alone and then i also work uh part-time 
as a grocery store to get experience working in the field, so in the pharmacy. So, <clears throat> so in my career, that that's like a chunk of my time already. But um, I also have to spend some time to not only to school and to work, but also to do all the housework also, you know, to keep up with the appearance of this right. is the perfect girlfriend. Um, so, you know, clean, cook and stuff like that. Uh, I don't know if any woman like love doing the house chores, <laughs> but uh, I don't, I did not. Right. Um, <clears throat> it feels like that's something I have to do. And, uh, and maybe, uh, you know, my standard is really high. So like, I'd really like to do it perfectly. And so that's a lot of strange. And uh, so whatever time left for my relationship, I do try to spend quality time doing experience and stuff like that, uh, which is good, keep it, you know, like exciting. But um, it didn't have this very important thing to me is like this long talk or deep talk about uh, anything, about any topic. Uh, we had very uh, civil conversation, but, mm. but it wasn't like, you know, um, I must be a talker because like I love to talk. You know? like, okay. I would, I would, I would like to have like this long conversation or something like that. Not like just sitting in the living room and watching a game, a football game, or like whatever. That wasn't my idea of quality time because I feel like I didn't know you anything better. I don't understand right. you anything better. Um, but so that's kind of mismatch. But I figure. Um, I think that relationship would be like that, you know, like you not going to be over the moon all the time. And right. it probably did not help when everyone around you, either they were single or they in like a very, very long term, long marriage or long term. And um, especially uh, most of my friends I close with were much older than me. So it's almost like a different generation, like, uh, like my parents' generation. And right. their ideal relationship was uh, was what I had, you know, like right. you do this, you normal, this, right. you have gender role, this is what you do as a woman, and uh, this is what you expect, you know, it's not rose and sunshine, right. it's just work, <laughs> it just work, and um, and so it didn't feel like anything was wrong. But I also feel very unsatisfied, and I'm not sure I want to settle for it for the rest of my life um so that was what and uh once i say that to my friend like it wasn't that great um but then <laughs> you know i kind of laughed it off like oh you know but maybe i was having coffee you know i mean that's right, more popular right. of a guy but maybe i have it too like i have coffee right now um and she just looked me you know like she was really asked the hard question like why did i think i was not good enough and it was those moments when you um, becoming very honest and vulnerable because there's no way around it. And I was like, well, I think I'm not that great of a person. You know, back then when I was very lonely, when I first moved here, I got into a relationship that I didn't want to or shouldn't be in it. And I feel like, you know, this is like, I'm waiting for another shoe to drop, you know, like the bad karma right. to bite me back in the ass, you know? So now I just have to do everything right. <laughs> So, all right, let, let's talk a little bit about that. So, you know, you mm -hmm. said that you were lonely at the time and, you know, you were, um, I guess, looking for companionship. Mm -hmm. So, well, how, how did you, how did you meet, what would your, uh, well, I guess I'm not trying to say standards, but uh, 
I guess, how did you go about meeting, you know, the end your boyfriend at the time and, you know, and deciding like, okay, this is, this is somebody I'm going to date. Are you talking about when I was lonely or before that? Um, uh, when you were, I guess, in the, the lonely state as to, you know, you said, so, I guess I need to date. Yeah. So back- like, how did you even date? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I do have to study English. Um, right. So back then we do have, you know, like when I was living with Anne, we have like family friends, stuff like that. And um, I was really, really young. I was like 16, 17 at the time. So they were uh, much, much older than me. His right. like almost my parents. Um, and then they started showing interest in me. And uh, I never had that kind of attention like that before. So mm-hmm. uh, also when I was very lonely, so it was very easy to get into that kind of relationship when they um, not single. So right, right. Um, I felt really bad about it. But I was also very lonely, so I was just like, uh, uh, I would just like uh, forget it. I just be with them for a little bit, you know. I didn't do anything bad, but like, let's just do it. It's not like I was in a relationship; like, it's not like I was cheating on anyone. Right. But, um, but did not sit right with me. I have very high moral, um, so I broke my own moral code to be with, um, basically, with a married man and. Uh, that's really detrimental, especially at a young age, right. and especially as a first relationship. And uh, it was—I can't even call it a relationship because it was just so bad. Um, but it took a toll on me that I hated myself uh, for a decade afterward. I couldn't forgive oh, it. Wow. Uh, I hated myself because I think I was a terrible person to do this, um, and that's just not. Um, good like i have zero moral at all if i can broke my own moral code to do such right. thing and uh i was very hard on it and um so yeah so basically i just hated myself after that with my dating type um i was busy so i used technology online dating <laughs> right so uh That's so com- common in these days <laughs> yeah common these days but back then it was um I go, I was I was bored, you know. I was uh, um, I wasn't. I guess I didn't view myself that high anyway, so I don't have a lot of standard. I was like, well, I mean, I don't have any uh, occasion to meet a lot of people besides going to school, right. um, and I do not like to date anyone inside my class. But that's gonna be awkward. Uh, so I just do, you know, online dating and. Uh, but online dating at the time for someone that basically so green to life, have no experience, it was kind of bad. And uh, it, it's not bad in the sense that you're meeting, you know, shady people, there's that. Right. But it's bad in a way that you don't know. Like, like I just have like the sad standard. So we're just looking for, okay, somebody honest, somebody, you know, like not completely serious. I just want to have fun. And, um, so those relationship was kind of like, you know, fine. It doesn't have any impression on me. The worst one was very first one when I didn't know anything. And right. I just latched on to any attention I got, even that from people that I shouldn't be with and I knew I shouldn't be with, but I still be with them because I was so lonely. And uh, I hate it. I hate, I hate, uh, I hate that. 
Um, so I never forgive myself for that. And that haunted me for, you know, until that time, until up until when I have conversation with my friend, like a whole decade. And um, uh, during that time, I always, you know, uh, longing for this soulmate relationship right. that everybody was bragging about. And then uh, once in a while, I come across, um, you know, some of these spiritual texts, like from Dalai Lama or the Zen master, Thinyakan, is about, you know, like, uh, you shouldn't feel lonely if you like the person you're with, or you never feel alone, right. or something like that, you know, right, with right. the Dalai Lama. Uh, at the time, I didn't get it. I didn't get any of those things. I'm like, well, you don't feel lonely alone because <laughs> you're, like, you're, the Dalai Lama. <laughs> you're the Dalai Lama, but I am very romantic, so I need right. somebody to complete me, you know? Um, it did not help with the movie, you know, chick flick and all like you right. complete me, and it's like did not help. Um, so that was very skewed view, and all of that make my uh, belief is already not realistic, but very skewed. And right. um, so up until that moment, I had I have to confess to my friend like, okay, so this is what happened when I was young. I had a relationship with a married man, and I felt terrible. I'm an absolutely terrible person because I'm the older woman, technically. And uh, so that's why I'm just waiting for bad karma to come back. You know, like uh, I'm gonna have a horrible life, so I have to do everything now to keep whatever whatever happiness that I can get. You know, I have to work hard at it. Right. And so, but you were still young. You were still formulating everything as far as dating and relationships. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't feel that way because I feel like, you know, like I wasn't forced into it. So I feel like, well, I'm a terrible person for making that choice. But, um, you know, like, a, you know, hindsight is always 2020, you know? Of course. When you were young, you really did not have that brain capacity to make such a, um, such a well-made decision, you know? Right. Um, now it's different. Now you know, but back then you don't. But as a teenager, one of the you know one of the dangers like you feel like you know everything. So um, so that was very hard. And um, so she was uh, bless my friend. She was uh, looking at me like, you know, I have similar experience too. <laughs> but, okay. And and it was those vulnerable sharing moments that have this kind of experience and. What stuck with me after that was when I told my friend that she was totally very sweet, very, very sweet soul, uh, very kind, and she deserved nothing less but happiness. So I, I don't think any less of her. And I was adamant about it. And she was adamant about my own happiness that I couldn't see it. So like we right. both cannot see each other's view from that one. And that stuck with me. I don't know why we cannot see it, but we both stubborn, I guess. Um, but then it takes like a few months for it to ruminate in your mind until like one day I was just driving along on a long drive. And uh, it's it, it's just a simple thought, but I was like, if my, I'll place a switch, if my best friend did exactly the same thing what I did, mm -hmm. I would never hesitate to say that she uh, don't deserve anything or any deserve anything less um, or she any worth less or anything like that. And that just really opened my eye up for that. Uh, if I'm, if I can think that way about my best friend, I must be too hard about myself. Right. <laughs> I must be uh, really hard on myself. And I have to face with um, 
that I actually hated myself because of what I did. And also um, face the fact that I was in denial in my relationship, that um, I did not want it. And I keep being denial because I spend too much time and effort into it. So now I feel like a waste to throw it away. Um, so it was in denial. And I just have to, um, that, that was the epiphany moment. It would just open up like, I was being too hard on myself. I just really just need to forgive my mistake and um, move on and face the denial. And that relief was almost overnight once I have the courage to face it. And it was just about making the, a decision like, okay, so I made a mistake, but it's not the end of the world. And um, I'm still here and everybody makes mistakes in their life, sometimes even worse. Right. So maybe I'm just really being too hard on myself. Um, so I forget myself. And that was just a huge burden taking off my shoulders. And I broke my engagement. I took a hard look at what's working, what's not working in my life, and being really, really honest with how I feel. And broke off everything that is uh, not aligned with me anymore. Now, that had to be very difficult. I mean, you said you had a, a, a good guy, you know, and at that point, you know, now you're in this situation, you're you're coming to an epiphany. And how do you go about saying, hey, I don't want to marry you? I mean, like, how do you do that? Like, there's no book or anything that tells you how to break up, not only just break up, but how to end a marriage like you know like what do you say what did you say um so the break of the dragon to be like two weeks at first i was like you know i don't think this is gonna work out uh and you know there's a lot of confusion happened i think breakup is in its nature no matter what you do it's gonna be painful it doesn't matter right. what um even when i was like in denial for two like two years for the good part and kind of drag it out already like wanted to end this very early um but i didn't so at that mm -hmm. point i was like well i didn't really you know i didn't think this gonna work out and i have to give a reason and i'm like well i want really quality time and do something and even after that big fight i'm like okay let's give it a shot let's you know like let's give it you know like more quality time or something try right. to establish it um but uh <laughs> we did not have quality time even like whatever they are like okay let's go watch the you know theaters uh, movie and it was a big fight and 
and he didn't until like the very end. And like, uh, you know what? I don't have time for this. You know, I, this is like, this is it. It's like, um, I think you, when you were already over any, like one small thing was just like, you know what? That's it. Uh, so two weeks later, I like, put my foot down and like, you know, I didn't think this gonna, uh, work out. Um, yeah. I wanted to get, I, the first time I said, I was just like, you know, I want to take a break. And then the second time I was like, you know, I don't think it's going to work out and uh, uh, I cannot do this anymore. Those and are, Those are the brutal words too. When it, for <laughs> every words. every individual, every uh, guy who's ever heard, let's take a break. You're like, oh, this, mm, this. Yeah. The first time was, done. <laughs> yeah. The first time like when take a break. So that's when we negotiate. Okay. Let's, let's spend some right. quality time. And, um, and I didn't see any improvement. I didn't see, it's feel like I still had to do the initiative. Like, hey, let's go watch a movie. You know, like, right. I don't want to keep doing the initiative anymore. You know, like, like, can I have some own time? Like, courtship, like, hello, you know, like, that's yeah. like, you know. How long were you all together? Four years. Four years, okay. okay. Yeah, so like, you know what? <laughs> That's enough. Um, so two weeks later, I'm like, you know what? I'm over it. Uh, that's enough on a break. <laughs> so like, two weeks, I'm like, yes. it's like I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm done. Okay, you know, I'm really done. I'm like, okay, this is not gonna work out. Um, it was bad. It was one of those holiday, like you off at home, and you're like, it's like, uh, <laughs> like I forgot what it is, Labor Day or whatever. It was like. Uh, yeah, this is not gonna work out. I just, I just really cannot do it anymore. And there was a lot of anger and confusion. And, um, and I was 100% honest. But like, it's, it's like you, it's me. Those, you know, those cliche, those cliche. <laughs> it was just really me. It was just like how I was right. like totally lost on myself. I didn't know. But now that I know that um, I had that problem and uh, I hated myself before. And uh, when I entered that relationship, I was looking for someone so I feel less lonely, for right. something to get familiar with, not um, not because like head over here or something. So that was a lot of anger. Um, but of course, during that fight, you cannot really explain like, oh, well, you know, when I got together with you, it was, you know, because I wanted to be less lonely and familiar. So right. um, a lot of hurt, a lot of anger. And uh, it's, it's, uh, it's very hurtful. I feel like I was in denial and dragged it off for so long um, maybe because I want to avoid that. Uh, a lot of relationships drag off for so long because we avoid, uh, try to avoid hurting the other person. Right. Um, but there's no other way around it. Uh, breakup gonna hurt regardless. So um, yeah, so it's ended. And uh, it was just like that. It's like, yeah, terrible. So I got, you know, got, of course I got called like all, all kind of names, you know, like gross and cruel and B and all that uh, stuff. Like, right. Uh, yeah, I deserve that. <laughs> you know, I mean, I was ending now. So I guess that was kind of cruel for me to do that. But I didn't know anything better, you know? So like, yeah, I mean, that's the breakup. Um, so, so after uh, that, yeah. Go, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so the breakup, of course, came as a shock to everyone around me, including my family and all of my friends, even my best friend. Even I say that, like, yeah, right. I was having a shock. They're like, yeah, I guess I was, I guess I was living a lie. I just, I just wasn't honest. I wasn't like head over heels, happily in love. I, 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 I did not fall in love. I did not. 
and um, I was fooling everybody, in including myself. It was fooling everybody, and um, so it was kind of a shock. But it was, but most of the time it was uh, hurt. Uh, but the, the biggest feeling it was, um, it was relief for me. So, um, so that I knew that was the right decision, even though, even though it was painful. But the biggest emotion I got from it was actually relief, and um, so it sounds it. like communication was a real issue that you had like there was no real communication in the relationship because you were saying like you know you don't just want to sit there and watch a football game and you know you know you want to have some real dialogue to get to know each other you know communications have so many nuances, and i think we had like um i think what we lack is actually chemistry um Communication said, uh, because we never had any fight, we always have like a good agreement. So like, mm -hmm. all like, you know, practical stuff, like, you know, like we never really have petty fight or anything like that. Um, so I think like the communication is not that matter, but it was like that chemistry of that um, really lack of understanding, uh, like on my emotional side, but also because I did not know myself to share it. like. I cannot, um, I didn't feel comfortable enough or safe enough to share how I actually feel and uh, what I actually want or or even just share that I'm confused. I, I, I don't have the gut to do that. And right. uh, I didn't know myself enough to do that either. Um, so it was that, uh, it was really true about me. It was all about me. It was like, I really did not know myself to share it. I was afraid to share. So um, I think it's a combination of um, lack of chemistry, um, that I didn't feel that strong to share it, and also lack of um, the feeling of safe and secured. Um, I, if, from him or just within yourself? I guess for both, since, um, since I never opened up to share, I guess I didn't mm -hmm. feel safe enough to share. Uh, it's hard to... I would say because I'm already basically at that point, I don't have any self worth. So my goal is to look good and right. to not show any weakness. Um, so um, because I have lack of self worth like that, being with someone um, is no matter what they do, is it's really hard to get under your skin to make you feel better about yourself unless right. you have to be very good. Um, so it's basically is, I guess it's kind of like good, like uh, civil communi communication, like the right. relationship you should have with like you say your coworker, but it doesn't have the kind of communication that you have with your best friend when you can just open up um, with no expectation of you, um, where you feel safe to share things. That is that is what lack. Um, I get that lack of, friendship of uh, yeah. that kind of uh, intimacy level that that is what is missing and uh, that is important and um, I think it's also bad when you look around and the people around you don't have that kind of relationship either so you cool. don't have you don't have a model to look at you don't have like a good example to look at how communication between couple work together you stuck with like the gender role and when you see every relationship around you kind of like mediocre or bad, 
And you're like, well, my relationship not that bad. We're never fine, so it must be great. So right. it's a combination of factor. But if I would say the biggest thing is like, if I totally lost, I don't know who I am. I don't know what I want. And um, it's, it's everything just dragged out from that. If I have zero view of myself, um, then I we just comparing to every societal relationship. Right. So, yeah. You know, it's something that you say that because I, I know I had that experience myself. And one of the biggest things that helped me, I mean, even to get to the point of having a podcast is the fact of where I was in my relationship eight years ago, met a beautiful woman. I was like, yes, this is, this is the one, you know, mm-hmm. all for it, but didn't have a sense of my own purpose, what I wanted to do with my life, where I wanted to move, where I wanted to go. And I found that most of what I was doing was about any of my mates that I had been with. So everything was like, well, how can I support them? How can I support, you know, you to get to your goal? And a lot of it was like, well, what are you doing for yourself ambitiously? That would always kind of get me in here. And then when the relationship would end, what are you going to do with yourself? Like you, you know, that self-worth. If you don't have that purpose inside of you, what you're supposed to be doing, what am I doing? Then it's hard to figure out who you should be with. Yes. Yes. I think we all make mistakes. I get most of us, I guess. We're not that lucky to, you know, hit one off that, you know, that's true love soulmate. But a lot of us make that mistake at least several times in our life that um, when we get into a relationship, we suddenly go against the role that's very supportive. And it's like we revolve around them as the like universe. So we change our life for them. We are like, like I, would be, I would be doing all of the work to support them. Right. Um, and at the point of neglecting how I feel, and uh, didn't care about that. Uh, all I care about, I need to be this perfect girlfriend role. You know, like I have to do that. It's a, it's a good one. So we all do that. We get into a relationship and we, we just leave for them. We forgot who we are. And that's how we select the wrong person to be with because we didn't know who we are. So we don't know who we should select for us. So that's we true. Just, yeah. That's really true. So you did all this. You, you've got this self-worth, you know, now you're, you've, you've ended the relationship. He's angry. Oh, I hate you. Uh, you're like, well, you know, sorry. What was your next step? What helped you rather, what did you do next that's put you on that proper roadway to finding out who you are? Self-forgiveness was very important. Um, The moment that I uh, forget for my mistake uh, is open the window to look at who I was and who I no longer was. Uh, So like, I think every breakup is good opportunity for everyone. It breaks us up, it makes us more raw and honest. The pain make us, make us more raw and honest. Now I suddenly have a lot of free time in my hand, you know? Mm-hmm. No longer that I, I have to like uh, going crazy with the house chores and uh, quality right. time. So I have a lot of time on my hand. And I make the choice to face who I was to actually find out. It's almost like, it's almost like dating, uh, dating myself. It was like, I realized I didn't know anything about myself. I knew more about the guy than about me. I didn't know what my wishes were. What's my hope and my dreams? What my fears are? I didn't know anything. I didn't know what I want either. 
So to take step by step, at the time I was very grateful for the structure of my school because I still have like a schedule to go, a place to get into. So I don't fall down to this void of like, I don't know what I'm doing. I love science, so I still pursue my career as a pharmacist. So that schedule away to school and stuff really helped. And for the, a long time, instead of before when I was young, where whenever I go through like a breakup or anything that should get over, I avoid, uh, I'd avoid it a long time at, at all costs, you know, I have to spend time with somebody, but not right. with myself. At that time, I just basically sit down and actually uh, looking back to all of my past choice and really think about was I honest when I make certain choice and how I actually felt about it. And um, it wasn't, so it's, that started with like, uh, that started out with like a mode of like a journey of discovery by yourself. And I want to get into uh, meditation. I heard, you know, like it's calmed the mind really great. And mm -hmm. uh, here I was going crazy. I actually, I actually try meditation um, even before, before, even during the relationship, but it never worked out. I always fell asleep <laughs> because I was so tired and exhausted. And I just felt like, well, my meditation wasn't for me, you know, like I was just too busy. My mind was too crazy. And it was interesting because it, it's like synchronicity. Once I, the breakup happened, I had this a long time and I wasn't doing anything exactly. It was more like just me and who I am and uh, facing who I am. Like, was I really a bad person? And right. have the courage to face if I am a horrible person, like I think I am, that I should be okay with it. You know, at least I know who I am, you know, and uh, stop pretending. 